Today, This American Dice presents the exciting finale of Dungeons and Dragon Balls. Face to face once again with Bone Nasher the Ogre, can our heroes find the Orb of Dragonkind before he does, or will they be destroyed by his great strength and evil minions? Find out how it all goes down today on This American Dice. Even though this cave looks like it's about to like fall over, I run and uh, try to kill Bone Nasher. So right, I use. So I use. I don't know. Whatever. So you're so you're, run, you're running into this room and running straight at Bone Nasher. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna tell That's you. Such a stupid move. Could you could you go ahead and roll? Could you go ahead and roll two d six? 2d6, I roll a 9. Fuck. What's, what's the higher of the two six-sided dice? 5. A 5. Okay, could you take 7 damage for me as you're trying to get through these orcs jab at you with these spears before you get past them? Sure. It takes 7 damage. <laughs> Minus your armor. And, uh, yeah, my, yeah, don't forget to subtract your armor from the damage. Okay. So, and uh, rushing forward is... And Dawidal and Sulzberg, you guys can move into this room and see this, but at least it's kind of a bottleneck situation that's very, very tight and close quarters that until you move into this room, it's tough to see what's going on. You can hear the barking of a dog. You can hear someone barking orders, Bone Nasher's distinctive uh, voice that's very tough to do um, and not destroy my throat is heard. Uh, Mad Dog, a wolf is rushing towards you and uh, that lizard man. Okay. But Sulzberg and Dawi Dahl, what's what's up on, on your end of things? You just hear all this crazy commotion. So, so we have to uh, actively move like several squares worth of distance into this room in order you have to, to get uh, into to the, the action. Yeah. Get into the so, fray. Uh, taking up a, a sniper position isn't going to accomplish much. Oh, uh, you can, you can, you can try to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to put the effort into, uh, into taking up a sniper position. Um, you know, I, I, after my calamitous, uh, backwards roll, um, I took a little bit of time to stretch out my hamstrings, mm-hmm. uh, cause those get a little tight. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah. There's just all this ruckus going on. Uh, I'm not super eager to get roughed up. So I kind of want to just like you know, peer in there and pull out the uh, the bow and the arrow set. All right. So you kind of move forward amid this chaos and kind of pull this out. Again, you can see that there's there's three orcs trying to put out fires. Um, they're mostly shoveling dirt at these fires and um, maybe trying to resupport some of these beams by like hauling up an additional beam and putting it next to it, that kind of thing that kind of works. Um, but two orcs are fighting with uh, Le Dirty Panda and there is a wolf that is... Um, essentially going to be attacking Madog and that lizard man. Oh, those damn wolves. I would love to take a pot shot at that wolf. Go for it. That sounds like a volley roll. It sounds like it, yeah. Is that, uh, that's 2, 2D. Mm-hmm. So 2D6 plus your dexterity, I believe. Uh, okay, and that comes to 7 total. 7 total. Alright. So, with a 7 to 9... You're going to be able to do your damage. However, 
you have to choose one of the following three things. You have to move to get the shot, placing yourself in danger. You can take what you can get, which is you do minus 1d6. And in the previous game, you chose to do that. And you're the only person I've ever seen ever choose to do that. <laughs> or you can take a bunch of shots and reduce your ammo by one. Um, you know, I, I have I have not been um, using up my, my ammo that liberally. I've been a little conservative with it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a several shots. Go for it. Yeah. So, yeah. So we see, like... You're, you are taking a bunch of shots at this wolf, and uh, finally you hit the thing, and go ahead and roll your damage. And don't forget, as a halfling, I think you get a, uh, two additional damage. I totally get a bonus. Uh, all right, what am I rolling? Um, whatever your damage is. That's based on your class. For a thief, I believe that is... D8. Oh, yeah. D8. So go ahead and roll D8. Uh, D8. I got a four. Uh, so plus two is a six. Pretty damn good. All right. So you hit this wolf and you hear like, oh! and it's it seems to be hurt and it wheels around. And um, yeah, you definitely have hurt this thing. Dolly Doll, are you pushing into this room as well? Absolutely. All right. What's your intent? What's your goal? Because you can push next to Sulzberg and you see just as he finally hits that shot and finally does hit that wolf predator, the wolf. And, um... Yeah, what do you, what, what's your game plan? Hmm. How many, uh, how many orcs left in the room? There are five orcs, though three of them are working to keep the tunnel from collapsing. Okay, so you tell me if this would work out. So I have a talent called Orison for Guidance. When I sacrifice something of value to my deity and pray for guidance, it tells me what it would have me do. Um, and I'm wondering if I could be like, Toth, how do I finish the work that Mad Dog has started and finish caving in this uh, the roof on those orcs? And if, I, and, if, and if that could be like my request, I would take out all the gold I have in my person, including all the gold that was given me as like donations by my adventuring partners and like throw it in the air and see like where they land might be like a sign Ooh, um i'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm I, gonna I, I took damage yeah. earlier what happens did i not actually like do damage to anyone you did not because you're you're trying to rush forward we'll come back to that okay. in a second okay, okay, okay. yeah i'm still doing that shit so um if you were to throw basically all of your stuff except your weapons and armor just because this is the last uh, hopefully. Oh my gold. Yeah. I, I would say everything. If you have any healing potions or other shit. Sure. I'm a hefty, burly fellow. Toss it all. Yeah. So you're like literally like you just ditch everything. Um, yeah. You can do that. Do you have to make a roll? Um, nope. If I do it, I mark experience, but no roll. So if you do that, you mark experience. If I do what my deity suggests okay when you sacrifice something of value to your deity and pray for guidance your deity tells you what it would have you do if you do it mark experience okay so how is toth usually um i'm gonna say like imagined like what does toth usually look like in image in uh paintings or scrolls or statues or tapestries 
Um, uh, it's a triangle with one eye in it, which I now realize is the Illuminati symbol. But uh, <laughs> um, no, but screw it. It can it's be many good. things. The triangle is the strongest shape, and the eye is the all-seeing eye of lawfulness. Oh, better yet, sword. it's a triangle with an eye on it and two burly arms on either side of the triangle, and those are the <laughs> arms of the law. Makes sense. Okay. One really thick eyebrow. Yeah, and one very thick eyebrow over the eye. Okay. And down below, really serious truck nuts. Yeah. And, um, and thick, stubby legs like a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, so you, you throw all this stuff in the air, and you kind of get this image of this as all these items kind of land on the ground and the, the gold coins turn to uh, uh, gold doesn't rust and yet they rust. Um, the rations that you throw down turn, um, they rot or they turn uh, to dust when they hit the ground. If you have any potions or that kind of stuff. Um, In the back of my mind, as this miracle is happening, I'm like, I hope Sulzberg's watching. Cause I mean, how is he going to explain this one? Yeah, your signed your signed picture of Kenny Chesney is like dissolves um, when it hits the ground, and yeah, you hear you hear a voice, and um, you you can maybe tell me how you how you know this exactly, but the idea that you get is the orb of dragon kind is a knowledge that's almost too dangerous to exist. The vast majority of people and creatures that could ever access this cannot use it and use it for good. If it's buried here, it will only be a matter of time before it's found by someone who shouldn't find it. It can't be found. It can't be just buried. It needs to be done away with. Okay. And is there anything in this advice as far as like continuing oh. to destroy those beams, like so we can like not die before we can take care of that for him? It will give you the additional information that like um, there is, as Taryn Golden Star said, there is a magical door. He knows not where it. He he knew not where it was. I, not not ironically. Yeah, I guess somewhat ironically. Ironically, it was ever so close. It's so it is connected to this very room, but there is a key that must be used to activate it. Mm. Or, or there there is a key that must be used to open it. I think I know what that is. Um. Yeah, so I think that's, okay. I think that's, there's a key that must be used to open it. Um, if it's, it is, it is, it is si staff. But yeah, that's, that's, that's the basic shtick. Cause I think anything else is kind of like begrudge belaboring the point. Okay. All right. So armed with this very helpful knowledge for big picture stuff, uh, and what to do after this battle. Like, paying attention again to the present. If I were to... I think if I can if I can round out that stuff to the present and how it's relevant to the present, if this room collapses, that's bad. That is a problem. Yeah, that's okay. I'm a, I'm a thick guy. Now I get it. 
Yeah, if this room collapses, what it means is it will it will take so long to ex ex excavate. Somebody very bad could get a hold of this thing. This is like a you need to get it and destroy ring into the bottom of the sea type scenario. Yep, it is exactly that kind of situation. Yeah, if you throw this into the bottom of the sea, it'll just be a while till somebody finds it, and it'll be a problem. Let's give it to Tom Bombadil. He'll know yeah. what to do with it. There you go. Hey, it's um, me, Tim Bambadal. How you guys doing? Um, you can't see me. I'm Tim Bambadal. Okay. Um, well, I think I think that's what we we have that and what and we see like the reaction on Dolly Doll's face as that's going on. It's crestfallen. Yeah, he's like desperately trying to understand all of this. So that I mean, if that yeah. takes all around. That's fine. If not, I'm just gonna like attack a wolf or something. Meanwhile, well, actually, speaking of wolves, Mad Dog, um, this wolf is like running towards you. Okay. Or not running towards you. It's like right up on you, and it's gonna rip you apart pretty in any second. I'll shove the lizard man in front of me. Awesome. Are you just trying? You're just gonna uh, try to defy the danger by stuffing the lizard man in your in his way? Yeah. Awesome. Go ahead and roll defy danger. I guess with. Probably either quick thinking or just moving out of the way quickly. So either dex or intelligence. Uh, or, yeah, one of those. Yeah, I'll uh, try to do it uh, by moving out of the way quickly and fail. I got a six. <laughs> All right, you get a six. Okay, Wait, so this. be trying to collect XP anymore. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Oh, do you, would you rather just shove the lizard man in front of you? Yeah. Okay, so, so you shove it. Seven. So I'd partially. Seven. Okay, so yeah, this wolf just rips this lizard man apart, uh, and like um, all of my creations. <laughs> you hear, yeah, you hear like like oh, I'm turned, it turned out I'm I'm the gumbo, and it like he's ripped this wolf just grabs him and flails it like and throws it off to the side, and that lizard man is just flayed open and grossly destroyed. Maybe it's even still twitching a little for a while. <laughs> Um, as like the magic that's in its body hasn't been completely destroyed. Nice. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Lady Dirty Panda, well, you're rushing forward. When we get a chance. Now, um, you're trying to rush through to get to Bone Nasher. Yeah. And out real well last time. <laughs> so you were already hurt by these orcs, and you can rush in to fight Bone Nasher, and you can do that. The issue is, um. Hmm. I think you're going to be at... Wasn't one of the orcs killed right now, or is it someone else? No, the... The wolf got hurt a little. The, wor the wolf got hurt, for sure. The lizard man just got killed. Oh, the lizard man. The, 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 the reanimated lizard man. That's right, that's right. So you can fight against Bone Nasher, um, but I'm going to say... I have to get through the two orcs, so I swing my axe. Well, you can just you can just push your if you want to push your way through them to fight Bone Nasher, that's fine. But as you fight him, they're just going to keep doing damage as they attack you. Okay, I'm just going to swing my axe to try to kill both orcs. Oh, that works. That works too. So go ahead and uh, do that. That's a hack and slash. Hack and slash. I roll my two d uh, d six. I get an eleven. That's pretty good. So then go ahead and roll your d10. 
and a d4. I roll a 10 and a d4. I roll a 2. Okay. Do you want to try to do additional damage but open yourself up to them their attack? Yes. Okay, so now go ahead and roll an additional d6. A 10. <laughs> On a d6? Oh, I'm sorry. I roll a 2d6. So just 1d6. Let me open a new window because I have a 2d6 window. A one. A one. All right. So how do you kill these orcs? Uh, I am like in fury. I'm in crazy fury berserk mode. And I just swiftly take the axe out and just do one swipe diagonally. And, uh, and just, again, animus style blood just starts going everywhere. And I just like run through them. All right. Could you roll? Could now? Could you roll two d six? Roll two d six. And nine. tell me, tell me the higher of the results. A six. A six. You're going to take eight damage. Your armor subtracts from it. So it takes six more damage. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you chop these orcs. We see this like kind of like um. Flash, flash, um, profile image. Um, or silhouette image, that's the thing. We see those like whoosh, silhouette image of these orcs as they're slashed kind of from the one, from the viewer's perspective, the one on the right, from the top of the shoulder, all the way down through him, through the stomach of the other one, down to like the knee of the one on the left. And we see that. But then afterwards we see you like kind of bloody as well with this like spear in you and you're ripping it out of yourself. And uh, yeah, you're pretty bloodied as you like stand at Bone Nasher and he says, Ah, oh, the warlord. I thought that little boy had killed you. I start crying. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that little boy was my adopted son. I'm, uh, I'm crying, but I'm still like, I'm now that I like take the axe out and I like lift it up again and I try to uh, try to hit him again. All right. I can slash him again. We'll, we'll come back to that in just one second. Sulzberg, you shot that wolf. Yeah, and uh, All right. felt pretty good. You felt pretty. You're like you definitely hurt that thing. You heard it go like. Um, what's right, what's the game plan now? I want to shoot at it again. Okay, you're gonna shoot the wolf specifically. Yeah, you know I I had some success there, and uh, that filled me with some confidence. And uh, I'm going back to the well. I'm going for more. Sounds good. Go for it. Uh, plus two, right? Your dexterity, yeah. Seven. All right, same deal. So, um, oh yeah, uh, same, same. Gonna, gonna use, gonna lose, use, use more ammo. ammo. Yeah. Okay, so you're like, all right, so you're like, oh, I'm running out of ammo here. Okay, but yeah, uh, go ahead and roll your damage. It's a, it's a D eight. Okay, yeah. Same four. Four. Uh, All right. Two, so six. So, uh, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, what do you see? It. Um, there's a wolf that's about to like leap towards you. It's snarling. It's got blood already all over its um, its its claws. It's got uh, blood all over its teeth. It's lizard man blood. So uh, I don't know what color it is. It might be red. It might be blue or green or whatever. And it's about to like leap at you and rip your neck out. And uh, what do you see as it's killed? How did its brother die? Uh, previously, you guys had killed uh, Crusher, 
the other wolf, and I don't remember. Its head just explodes, and like there's this um, big cloud of mist, and uh, you, you know, you hear in the background a quiet voice say, uh, "Say hello to Crusher for me." There you go. Yeah, in Wolf Heaven. Yeah, there's just there's just an arrow that flies through its head, and there's a big like. <laughs> yeah, I guess all wolves do go to heaven. Yeah, all wolves go to heaven. And all uh, dog adjacent creatures go to heaven. Yeah. All right, and Mad Dog, what's your response to this situation? Sorry, heaven is a myth. It's not real. So, I keep showing you guys all this proof, and it's like yeah, you say you say heaven's not real; it's a myth. Meanwhile, Carl says, "Ooh, heaven is a place on earth." <laughs> I will um, try to finish collapsing the ceiling on this place because uh, I top, thought we were trying to not top, do that, bro. Pop hasn't made a divine revelation to me, and uh, this place got to go. Yeah, did Dawi share that information that he gleaned, or just uh, no? Um, I Tell assume you should, no. yell, you should yell something at him, bro. So, if I see what he's gearing up to do, I can do that. Well, Ooh, I sure. always shout fireball at the top of my lungs right before shooting fireball. Okay. Um, if, if that's true, I think it'd be reasonable magic to shoot. fireball. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, could uh, I don't I, I, I never like to have folks like directly pitted against one another in this game because that this game does not work with any kind of player versus player stuff, even if it's just like, I'm trying to interfere with what you're doing. It really you know falls is apart. There, is there it. a hinder roll? It's the same as a help roll. Okay. I'd say um, he could just go for it, and even if the worst case scenario happens, it could just be like, okay, now you have 30 seconds to figure out how to get out of here. Um, here's what I'm going to do. Dowie Doll, could you go ahead and... Um, roll 2d6 plus your intelligence score. You mean my modifier, right? I'm sorry, yes, your modifier, yes. Five. Fuck. Okay, so yeah, so that was like your ability, I think, to quickly be like, wait, I have to warn him to, and he's blasted this thing. Fireball! (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Lee, go ahead and... Um, just roll your damage because this is this is a very bad. Thing. Oh Jesus! Awesome. Uh, I got eleven. Eleven. All right. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> two of these two of these three orcs are just incinerated. Um, that are trying to fix this stuff, and another one's like, and he like runs <laughs> out, and he's maybe on fire, and he's trying to put himself out, and he runs out of. If you see on that map the door, that's kind of the door to the north. He kind of runs into that area, like runs towards there, and um, yeah, Get you help. hear a, these people are crazy. <laughs> yeah, you hear a rumbling and a rumbling, and it's like this this room is going to collapse in minutes, if not seconds. All right, I did it. So, Save meanwhile, the uh, Dirty Panda, you're face to face with Bone Nasher the Ogre, who says like. Um, Without your armies behind you, you're not so big, Panda. I'm still crying and yelling, Penny! And then I'm doing a hack and slash. Yeah. Go for it. So roll 2d6 plus your strength. 2d6, I get a 8. And then my strength plus 2, that's 10. All right. 
Do you want to do additional damage or want to avoid suffering damage? Additional damage. All right. So go ahead and roll. Um, roll a d8 for me. D8. I roll d8. A seven. A seven. All right. Could you roll then your damage? Two d6, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no. Your your damage is a d10 plus a d4. Okay. D10 is this is D8. This is D4, D10. Mm-hmm. Three plus a three, six. Plus a D6 because you chose to do additional damage. Plus a D6. What the fuck is my regular D6? And then I do a two. A two. So a total of eight damage. You are going to suffer 12 damage. So what does that look like? Your armor does subtract from it, but what does that look like? All right, I got something for this. Okay. Before you, I, before I you bother have... explaining this. All right. I so have... so while Wally gets the Wally gets the final choice on what's the, the what this looks like for him, but go for it, Carl. I'm telling you that like this doesn't necessarily have to happen because one of my talents is divine intervention, and I get one hold after any rest oh. that I haven't used. Uh, I spend that hold when I or an ally takes damage. I call my deity. They intervene in it in some manifestation, and you don't take damage. Oh, damn, that's pretty good. Sweet. Damn. Let's do that. So, uh, how about you describe how Toth would somehow make it so this doesn't hurt? Um, so, um... Bonasher is swinging this huge spiked club, by the way, in case you're wondering what weapon is he wielding. Okay, so I'm screaming, Dowie! No, no, I'm screaming, like, Penny! And, uh, I... Then uh, uh, Dowie starts screaming. What's the name of your god? Toph? Well, I don't have to do anything. Oh, so oh. I mean, I can basically sort of think it. It's I don't do it. Toph does it. It's like it's like it's a miracle. So, um, so, so I'm screaming, Pane! Um, and then the uh, the actual secret comes back to me that I realized the secret that Dowie had was that his god is real, and I just. In my mind, I scream like, "What's the name of the god again?" Toph. Toph. I'm like Toph. Help me in this venture of knowing your secret to kill this piece of shit. And uh, so, so then this um, bone nasher swings at me and hits me and like slices me in half. But as he's slicing me in half. As like whatever weapon. It's a very sharp me. club to sharpen. Oh, to as he's as he's hitting me with a club, and I can, you can see my stomach, and like all my bones like shatter internally. Uh, they just like start forming. It goes it goes into a shot inside my body of everything breaking, but then everything getting fixed at the exact <laughs> same time. And I just look like and a Cronenberg miracle. Yeah. <laughs> And I and I just start like laughing with like happiness because I can feel the pain, but also like it's disappearing at the same time. And so I'm now like going crazy in anger and happiness and crying at the same time. And I swing Matthew McConaughey, and he's like, "It's impossible! Impossible! Impossible!" His his power level is off the dragon radar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let's just have you have you do that again. Go ahead and knock out another uh, hack and slash roll. So I do 2d6. Plus your nine. strength. Bonus. 9 plus 2, so that's 11. Alright, so then again, do you want to do additional damage and open yourself up? Yes. 
No, 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 no. No. Let's not do that. Okay. Not... Wait, hold on. Right. Is he re-rolling for hack and slash to just fight against Bone Nasher? Now go ahead and roll your D10 plus a D4 for Merciless. D10, I roll an 8, and a D4, I roll a 1. So 9. And Bone Nasher's like, ah, ah, ah. And, um... He's kind of staggering back, all bloodied and sliced open, and he's whole, clutching a, a wound in his uh, chest. Um, and he says, "You'll you'll never find it. It's you'll you'll never find it. And if I if I can't find it, somebody else will. So even if you kill me, it doesn't matter. There'll be somebody else who's bigger and badder and meaner than me. That's how it go. That's how it always goes." Uh, uh. He's just kind of swinging this club lethargically. Um, Mad Dog, what are you up to? Wait, is is the thing is is like the cave about to collapse? Yeah, it's about to collapse very very soon. So I don't I don't think I've actually had a, a, a turn this round. That's that's true. You kind of had a thing that was related to Mad Dog stuff. So yeah, go for it, Dowie Doll. Um, so I'm going to address whoever can hear me and be like, listen close, yeah. laddies. Uh, definitely Sulzbury be like, Toth has revealed to me this room is where is where the orb is. And like, look around like, and we don't have much time to find it. And I'll say, Sulzberg, that staff is the key. I will find the door, but you need to figure out how to get the key back the way it was. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> and then, so my action this turn will be like I'm gonna use my stone speaking ability as a dwarf and like touch the wall and try to figure out where the door is. Awesome, cool, and you can just do that, right? It doesn't require a yeah, roll. Yeah, doesn't require anything. Okay, the magical door is literally behind this pile of mining shit where a lot of these uh, orcs have been dumping stuff. Okay. Um, so it is behind that. Uh, the deal is that oh, they'll just tell you. They'll say there's a magical key that Demera, the wizard who uh, used to be the lord of this castle, had created. The key is a um, a flute, and when it's played, the door will open. Was I wrong about the staff? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really made a leap on that one. Did okay. We, uh, did we know? Did we ever encountered a flute? I don't remember. Nope. You have not. Oh shit! All right. Well, then like. I was wrong about the stick. It's just a stick. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like someone find the flute. Someone can anyone play a flute? Maybe we could play the stick like a flute. Uh, halflings obviously can play flutes. They're making merriness all over the. Of course, he just needs to find the right flute. Yeah, absolutely. I'll try to relay, relay I yell, information I look, as accurately as possible. I look backwards and yell, "Those, those ogres, or no, those goblins were playing with skin flutes." Those goblins were playing with skin flutes. That's true, but it's not helpful. Uh, maybe, <laughs> Quick, maybe Panda, put your mouth on one. Search, search, yeah. uh, bone, bone Smasher or whatever his name well, is. Well, Bone Nasher is still alive and still flailing this club, though lethargically, oh, as if he is good. very badly hurt. I think he's trying to back up towards that more northern door. I shoot him with a magic missile. You're going to shoot him with a magic missile? Go for it. Uh, 11 on the spell, so I don't lose it. And then, That's pretty damn good. Uh, it's how much damage, just generally? Uh, 
Sorry, it's 2d4. You're, you're good. Don't worry about it. So you blast him. How, what does it look like when you kill Bone Nasher the Ogre with a magic missile? Maybe I like uh, I shoot the giant club out of his hand and then it lands on his head, smashing his own head. Oh my god, like a Looney Tunes situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you go, and it's like, it flies up, it hits the ceiling, bounces back down and smashes him in the head. And I think, he, uh, what are his final words, uh, Sulzberg? No! Oh! He didn't have much time. It uh, very realistic. Happened pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. By my own bone. Yeah, and, and he like and... falls. He falls down to his knees and then flops forward with a big spiked club in the top of his head. And I turn around once again and go. It was Toth's will. You know, like Dowie Doll will like, nod, beaming, his eyes glistening ever so slightly. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so you guys are here. This place is it's the the room is like shaking. You can hear like the cracking of these beams. Damn, as at any know. moment, this place is going to fall. Like, All right, ladies, wait, need wait, to find that flute. Can I surge? Can I? We have yet to surge anyone we've killed's bodies. Uh, well, can bone Nasher seems like a good choice. Yeah, I'm gonna search Bone Nasher's body. All right, searching Bone Nasher. Um, there's a you know a giant spiked club. There's some pelts. There's um, there's a, a scroll that has like a cool picture of Predator and Crusher, but they're like dressed as princesses. And then another one where they're <laughs> dressed as wizards. And then there's also, you know, a weird key that's a flute. I, uh, <laughs> I look back. I'm like, guys, is this a flute? Yeah, so it's like it's like the size of a large skeleton key, and it's even shaped kind of like a key, except where uh, you would normally hold it, you instead put that in your mouth and would essentially blow on the thing, and um, it's it, it's got like a few little holes in it, but it only has I'm gonna say like two two or three holes in it, so there's like so few notes that anyone who knows how to play any kind of instrument would easily be able to figure out whatever they need to do. I throw it at Sulzberg. Sulzberg. Yeah, hey, I thought you said a bard wasn't going to be super helpful here. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Well, a bard would be able to really uh, jam out jam out on this thing. It'd be a fish yeah. concert. Yeah, it would, be a, it would turn into a fish concert. Absolutely. <laughs> You'd be like, nine hours later. Um, but yeah, so Sulzberg <laughs> grabs this thing and okay. uh, do you put this nasty bone gnasher's flute that was in his gross stinky pouches into your mouth yeah and uh i, I think back to uh my favorite recent uh birthday party back at uh the half half man la- land half, half man land half man land half man and land. uh and uh yeah just uh filled me with uh knowledge of all things uh mouth instrument related nice. and uh just started fingering every combination yeah and you're like as rhythmically as possible and i started shaking my hips a little bit too well yeah and as and as you're shaking your hips and again the room is you hear creaking of these of these things um as as an area i started also dancing a little bit yeah an area near that um that kind of like bunch of shit that they have piled up carts and boards and blah 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 they were basically they were in the right area but not exactly the right area and a lot of the stuff where they were throwing old shit is actually blocking it 
and um, a door opens. It is a door that is uh, kind of like an arced door, an exact like half circle, and it kind of opens up. We're almost, and Carl, as a dwarven cleric, you can see this. It's almost as if the uh, the rocks have... It wasn't an illusion. It isn't an actual door that gives way. It's almost as if the rocks decide to no longer be there where they kind of just just crumble away to dust and fall away and you guys can easily push some of the shit out of the way but there is this dark chamber ahead of you and again at any point this room could collapse so I'll cast light on my uh, shield and hold it up okay um, I'm not going to make you roll for that just you, you do it it's a, it's a- Kate, whatever, cantrip. Yeah, technically you still need to roll for that, but you're good. Wow. So you cast light on that, so your shield is glowing. And do you head in? Absolutely. All right, so when you, uh, well, you cast light, and when you cast light, you see ahead of you, it's kind of a small room, and there is a, um, there is like a throne with a body seated on the throne. And the minute you cross the th- a threshold, there are torches on either side of the room that light up. Carl, you have now, uh, Dali Dal has now kind of crossed the threshold of the magical door and come in. And there are these two torches on either side of the room, maybe like uh, five to 10 feet in that light up and they're kind of burning. And you see ahead of you. Yeah, so as you walk in, you see kind of like a mummified body with a crown on a throne shield, some urns around it. And again, there are these torches now we gotta use the torches into the urns, you know, and then light so. that zombie on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, right. I, I'd like I to aggressively cartwheel out of the crumbling room and into the intact room. So you're, you're going to go into the secret room, like you still hear that shaking while you're in this uh, secret room, but um, but Carl's not going to crash, guys, right? I you guys too. Yeah, I mean, once we get the orb of dragon kind, we can just fly out of here, or I can. <laughs> Well, well, once you guys, all right. Well, once you guys move into this room, you see. Oh, hold on. Let me give you the description from the sweet thing. A secret door grinds open to reveal a cold, gray stone room thick with dust. As the door swings open, I said it crumbled open. I think that's cooler. Two torches on the wall mysteriously light. Nothing has disturbed this room for ages. Now, keep in mind, this module had also said it was 20 years ago mm-hmm. so anyway uh, nothing has disturbed this room for ages I've changed it to centuries not even spiders and yet what do we see in this image oh. um, not even spiders spider webs mum- everywhere <laughs> yeah a mummified body sits on the stone throne in the back of the room alright you hear who dares disturb the rest of King Damara? And at that, you see, uh, you see the shadows on the walls start to move separately of you, and um, they reach towards you. I get just the thing for this. Is this um, and an fireball? Well, this no. is this is no, it doesn't is, actually. For once, yeah, this is this is all four of you. What's what's the game plan? Like these shadows, like literally your shadows as you come into this room are reaching towards you. They they no longer are. 
they are no longer like just doing what you're doing. Instead, your shadow is reaching towards you and you can see it and it almost seems to come away from the walls and towards you in a 3D aspect. I, uh, hmm. I'll yell at you guys quick, blow the lights out and there's going to be no shadows. That's That's a good idea, actually. I have a thing to do that. They're really magic, quick. though. They're magic I, torches. So, taking that advice, I'll cast my spell Darkness, which covers the whole room in supernatural darkness. I'm like, Toth will save mm-hmm. us. I quickly yell, quick, turn off the lights. All right, I got. I rolled a 12. He rolls a 12. What does that look like? All right, so, like, nodding. Like darkness. Yeah, it doesn't look like anything, Austin. You ever seen darkness before? Uh, so oh, in the hearts of men. <laughs> plenty of that here. Um, so yeah, he'll uh, he'll raise his shield, which is currently lit, and when he brings it down, all the light sources in the room go down like at the same pace. Mm-hmm. And once once he brings it down to the ground, uh, they're all guttered out, and it's pitch black. Okay. So yeah, so you say no. Yeah, you do that. You guys are just in pitch black darkness. And you hear like just it's just still. You even you even just for dramatic effect, don't even hear the rumbling outside. What do you keep in mind? Everyone is in total darkness. What do you do? Cast light. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna inch toward the um, uh, zombie. Uh, sorry, the mummy on the throne. Okay, you do know where that is directionally, uh, Wally. If you want to talk, you, I, I just muted you for a second. Uh, but so yeah, so Madog, you inch towards this thing, and you can eventually run into the throne. Cool. Now I'm gonna raise him from the dead. You're gonna try to raise it from the dead. Yeah. What? <laughs> All right. Um, you're trying to raise this thing from the dead, and I'm going to tell you, you can do this, but it's going to be very, very dangerous. There seems to be, there seems to be like, I can tell you as a wizard that there's some powerful magic that seems to be preventing that from happening. Hmm. You can try to overcome it, but it's going to be dangerous. Would it be useful for me to uh, try to assess whether there's a trap or is this beyond my uh, thief in capabilities? Here's here's the one problem. You can do this, but it'll have to be based on what you can just touch and smell and hear because you can't see anything. It's entirely dark. Um, In that case, then I would like to discern realities. That's, I mean, it's the same situation. (laughs) Well, yeah, survey what I can smell and taste. and smell or maybe like feel or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. He can do that. I'm just saying it has to be based around that. Uh, yeah, since my sense of sight has gone, all my other uh, senses are. Yeah, your mouth triggers the trap. Well, yeah, well, I mean that is a possibility. If you're like, hold on, let me touch everything in the room. Tastes like umami. I want to smell and listen and uh, taste the air. The daredevil. Oh, I was in the middle of uh, trying to raise this guy. I think knowing that there's now knowing that there's this. Um, um, crazy amount of magic preventing me in this room um i'm gonna assume that it's a place of power and try to draw upon it to start a ritual i think you can do that sulzberg let's see what you can find so um uh dog you're like wait this is a place of great power indeed the the wizard damero was 
was not only a noble, a, not only a nobleman, but was a was an extremely powerful wizard. He wielded the orb of dragon kind. This must be a place of power. All right, Sulzberg, go ahead and roll plus two d six plus your wisdom, which is zero. Five. Fuck. All right. So here is the deal. You guys hear the crack of timbers and you hear the uh, like a sudden crush and a change in barometric pressure. Um, and suddenly a wave of dust from this door pushes in as the room outside has just totally collapsed. Totally not my fault, guys. I was just smelling. <laughs> the, ogre, the ogre's back up out there. Yeah. So, we we have a moment in total darkness of our heroes sealed into this chamber. Here's what I'm going to ask of you guys. This is essentially the end of the game. You guys at the moment are sealed in this chamber. It is... Um, going to be, it, it would require a crazy amount of time to get out in which you might either run out of oxygen or starve. But then beyond, but at the same time this is also a D&D game, so there's a bunch of other bullshit that could factor into this. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go around once, and what I want you to do is tell me something that we see happen um in the near future and then we'll come back and then something that we have that we see happen later on after that years or decades after that i see myself in the future on top of a grassy knoll with a litter of a bunch of different corgis raising them and uh, turning my life around and instead of becoming a warlord again, I just become a farmer of corgis. So we see that somehow somehow, uh, the Dirty Panda had gotten out of this this chamber. He, they, uh, you guys dug your way out um, after after hours and hours thinking you're going to run out of oxygen, you pushed your way out and you pushed your way through. You guys all like just going, uh, uh, and at least the dirty panda is able to pull himself out and he decides that's it. And uh, I'm going to be I, a corgi rancher. Well, it started as uh, me trying to become a disciple of uh, Toth, but I'm too stupid to like learn how to like become a disciple of Toth, so instead I raised corgis outside the church of the Temple of Toth for Toth. Ooh, can I add one small thing to that scene of yours? Sure, sure. As you're playing with your corgis in this, like, idyllic meadow, you, you toss like a stone out and the play yes. fetch, and when they, they bring it back and drops in your hand, it's the rock that you yes. remember exactly how significant it was to you? Yes, that's exactly what happened. Sulzberg, what else? Um, yeah, you know, I, I I love dogs too. I feel a little bit bad about the uh, the wolves that I, <laughs> or at least the one that I uh, 
mercilessly uh, shot several arrows at. So uh, I, I want to make sure that these these lovely little uh, corgi creatures uh, didn't succumb to the same fate. And uh, I too played with them and uh, taught them tricks such as go fetch some silver and bring it to me. Okay. So you taught them to be like almost like uh, what are those magpies or wrens or whatever that are crows? Yeah. They just grab anything shiny and they're like, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Treats for treats for silver. All right, Mad Dog, what are we what are, what's going down? So um we cut to um Mad Dog and Dawidal. Um and they're in this like um dark bleak volcanic expanse these like imps are like uh, racing by from time to time on uh, this like fire and brimstone is like spewing overhead um and uh mad dog's just lecturing dawi dao about how they're not actually in hell that hell isn't real that there is no god and that this is just another uh material plane damn <laughs> All right. Dawi is doing something else because Mad Dog is in hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we can go with that. Yeah, so the end of that shot is basically like Dawi like being convinced, like, no, we're in hell. Like, we've died. Like, this is awful. Like, this is this is the underworld of legend. Like, this is this is the worst. And then another scene, like, much later shows, like, it's still that same bleak landscape. It's still, like, volcano and ash and all this stuff. But now there's, like, an inn at a crossroads. And Dawi Dal is there, like running a brewery, uh, and um, he and he goes like serve his next customer, whoever plane this is, and it's like these four like nasty, rough-looking demons say, "Hey, you owe us money uh, for the loan on this brewery." And he says, "Oh, laddies, don't don't get all in a huff. I'll I'll be right back with it." And he's like leaves out the back and just keeps starts running because. <laughs> That was exactly what he was doing before this adventure started. He'd been on the run from, uh, I think I mentioned this before, he'd been on the run from people. He owed money to people when he tried Creditors, to start. Creditors, yeah. Yeah. And now he did that in hell. Well, now the next scene that I'm going to have everybody go around and tell me about is uh, much farther in the future. But try to make this scene include something about the Orb, or Freedale, or Nethril, or Castle Damara. So, Wally, tell me something else about this world that happens far in the, like, li- much later in the future. 50, 60, 100 years in the future. So, um, yeah, 100 years into the future, um, there's some uh, drum beats, Jumanji style, going into the castle. And it slowly pans, the camera slowly pans down. And the drum beats get louder and louder, and you see like a glow, and it's the orb. So, like the orb is being activated, perhaps by something far in yeah. the future. Yeah. All right, Sulzberg. As it is uh, throbbing and uh, and and flashing, a uh, a portal outside the cave uh, opens up, and a uh, a, a, a very frantic-looking, uh, bearded, hairy guy in a loincloth stumbles out. And looks about very concernedly. We flash back to uh, the dark room 
like a uh, hundred years ago or whatever and um mad dog uh, is completing a ritual everyone has to like join hands they're all saying like the the magic nonsense uh, dolly dolls talking to the stones and um mad dog in like uh is able to complete the ritual but uh in in like one last moment sort of fouls it up and he was trying to destroy the uh orb of dragon kind but instead he forces it to sort of flip through time and uh in fucking it up it uh it disappears dawi doll and um madog into hell um but then you sort of start to see it popping up all over the place uh here and there um and finally resting in this uh you know, crazy ashen future that Wally described. And again, and again, nearby it, there's a person in a loincloth being like, <laughs> like the fucking guy from the beginning of Monty Python. It's <laughs> like, but like, um, maybe time, time is a loop and it's uh demo. What's whatever his name is. Oh fuck. That's actually really cool. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, let's 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 just flesh that out. It'd be like uh, he he comes out. He he he's clutching in his hand the the uh, the dragon. Oh man, the, um, the orb of dragon the orb kind. Of dragon kind. <laughs> um, and then you know. He's he has this ecstatic crazed look on his face and he goes to where he's buried six other identical orbs and when he puts them together and summons the dragon <laughs> <laughs> and like his hair goes yellow and stands up and he just looks so strong. And he gets one <laughs> wish and his wish was and his wish is I wish I was taller. Yeah. And he just gets a little taller. Yeah, and the shot is just, like he starts getting taller, but like it fades out, and he's still growing and growing yeah. above the trees. Yeah. And there's meanwhile, Nethril is like looking at my power meter. My god, he's <laughs> off the charts. I can't even. Whoa! And he's got a thing on his face that's a like an additional power meter, but it's like it's like steampunky kind of, and it yeah. explodes, and he's like, my god. A city guardsman runs in and points up, and he says, "That's not even his final form." <laughs> oh, we're done for. <laughs> what do you think, horny grandpa, who keeps trying to sexually molest everybody? <laughs> He's like, "I don't know. I'm a turtle man, or something." <laughs> All right. Well, that's GG. That's Dungeons and Dragons. That's Dungeons and Dragon Balls. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragon Balls. Thanks for joining us for the exciting finale of This American Dice Presents Dungeons and Dragon Balls. Our cast included Lee as Mad Dog, Carl as Dawi Dahl, Wally as Le Dirty Panda, and Alex as Sulzberg. Music for this episode included B-F-I-A-H-H by Cowpay, Churchy by Coven, and Medieval Abstraction by Lucas Pernier and Miloslav Kolar. Be sure to join us next week for another exciting episode of This American Dice. And if you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, 
force a friend to listen, put copies onto CDs and mail them to friends, um, hold up a tape recorder to the computer so that way you can record it onto a tape and send those to people too.